came first, sex or violence? Join us as each week we take our favorite horror movies and talk about the sex and the violence in each one. This is the Sex and Violence Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Sex and Violence Podcast. I'm MJ. And I'm Ray. And today we're going to be talking about Midsummer. Midsummer. I'm so excited. I mean, as excited as you can be. There's like an element. <laughs> I've always like, I really want to watch this movie. And then I realize how horrible a thing that is because there's so much horrible stuff in this movie. And I don't know why I like it so much. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I was like, this has become a comfort film for both of us. And I don't yes. know what that says about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, but I do love it. Truly. Yeah. I truly love this movie. Um, so let's start off with our teeny tiny synopsis. This one's bigger. This one's two sentences. IMDb oh has gone all out because I mean, it is hard to summarize this movie, but a couple travels to Scandinavia to visit a rural homestead's fable Swedish Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves, devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Interesting. I don't know that that necessarily, I mean, the, the idyllic retreats devolve devolving apparently my mouth doesn't like that word devolving into a violent I don't know if it would be called a bizarre competition yeah Are I they think competing? it's more of a right maybe you know yeah what I, mean? I feel like they know exactly who's doing what as soon as they get there like I feel and, like Pele knows as soon as he meets them <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and I kind of feel like describing them as a couple is already giving it a context that's not necessarily true exactly because they're not a couple going there uh, couple like, on the outs <laughs> yeah they are not in a good place and that brings us to where this is the like we are doing this podcast to talk about sex in horror and there is very little sex in this movie besides one key point which we will talk about but this is definitely more of a this is like a relationship movie mm-hmm. <laughs> in the most fucked up way possible we are watching these two people fall apart from each other yeah and, and that definitely is the center of the film. I heard that Ari Aster was actually going through a really bad breakup when he started writing this. Mm-hmm. So this was his healing process in that kind of mm. way. You know, creative people, they get so strange when they're going through emotional things. Um, so I don't know that this is necessarily him writing his breakup, but it's how he was healing from a breakup, definitely. So mm. we have Danny who is our main character. I love this actress. Where did she come from? Oh, Florence Pugh. I like such a girl crush on her. And oh, if you have not amazing. seen it, you need to go to YouTube. There is a video of her eating traditional English foods. Oh yeah. I don't know which it's one of like Vogue or one of those magazines. And she like gives a running commentary as she's trying all these like traditional Eng- English foods, like a full breakfast and Victoria sponge and different things. And she nice. is just the most damn adorable thing ever i'll have to definitely watch that that sounds yes, cute <laughs> definitely girl crush. oh and a random movie that is not a horror movie that i have seen that was surprisingly amazing that she is in is that wrestling movie what is it called um fighting with my family where she plays 
Soraya Knight, who's a professional wrestler. Oh, nice. And it's the most random movie that was just watched in my vicinity. And then I started watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this movie. And she's adorable. I love so, those moments. <laughs> I yes, get that with my um, sisters a lot when we used like to live together. In it, and there's all these professional wrestlers are in it. And funny. Yeah. But anyways, yes, Florence Charming. Pugh. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So yeah, we have Danny, who's uh, our main character. She goes through something really horrible at the beginning. This movie, Ari Aster just kicks you in the gut sometimes no all the time this is if you've seen hereditary this is the the car window scene of this movie and he does it right at the beginning right at the start like what a crazy way to start something but we see danny talking to her boyfriend christian and we immediately establish that these two people what's the word that we should use are toxic (laughs) yes they're already so far apart yeah, you get a really bad feeling right away. Um, they are not connecting. Danny's going through a lot. Christian doesn't seem to care. Um, we have his friends, Josh and Mark and Pele. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to convince him to break up with Danny. So that's how we start the movie is she's going through trauma while his friends tell him to move on and yeah. away, away from her, basically. And... Then we end up in Sweden. Now, in the, the midpoint, so Danny loses her entire family at the very beginning of the movie. And then we watch, it kills me. It absolutely kills me watching Christian care for her in that moment. Oh, yeah. It's the smallest montage. Like it's very, very brief just to kind of push time forward. But at the same time, watching what he does to make her feel better versus someone that would actually be in love with her caring for her like you find yourself making comparisons in your head or at least I do did yeah I watching feel like it. you see that from the second she finds out because she calls him obviously she's distraught she's screaming and I feel like in a healthy relationship or at least as I like to imagine it if someone that you love calls you like that you're you know speeding to get to them you're you're like breaking the speed limit to drive to them to try to get there to be there for him and you see him hesitating outside her apartment like there's any place in the world he would rather be yeah than helping his girlfriend go through this like in that moment yeah it's it's heartbreaking and then when even when he's holding her he's looks just like yeah this is what I'm expected to do so I guess I'll do it (laughs) and it's now oh my gosh it's I have a hard time as dealing with people going through when I'm not close to them. Like when you're like a coworker that has something upsetting happen to them and you have to uh, help them. I have a hard time with that just because I don't know how to necessarily connect to that person in that moment because I don't know them very well. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are very good at comforting anyone all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For some reason I'm not, but that's okay. Uh, but when I'm with somebody and in a relationship with someone that it's, it's, just part of being in a relationship mm-hmm. you should be feeling each other's grief in that moment and you can tell immediately that he just doesn't right up into him going to this party yeah obviously she's not well enough to go to a party yet but there's this forced kind of nature around it of well I'm gonna go and you know that she doesn't want you to go without her so she's gonna come along mm-hmm. and it's just oh fuck everything everything in the beginning of this movie is just so hard to watch it's just yeah heart-wrenching so we that 
it sets it up immediately that this is what we're watching. We're watching mm-hmm. these two people who shouldn't be together try and be together. Because how do you break up with someone who just lost their entire family? Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. And she doesn't want to be alone, so she's not going to break up with them. Nor is she seeing any of this bad stuff because mm-hmm. her judgment's so clouded. There's a scene at the beginning when he tells her that he's well she finds out at the party that they're going to Sweden Mm -hmm. and then they go home and he's like oh I thought I told you she's like well you didn't obviously I would remember you going to Sweden and within like six lines he immediately turns it around to the point where she's apologizing to him Uh, for even asking about it and it's so hard to watch it's so triggering but um yeah, so then we go off to Sweden with Pele, and uh, Danny is coming along, which is one of, again, everything in this movie, my empathy is just an overdrive whenever I watch mm-hmm. the beginning of this, her in the, the living room talking to the friends when they find out that she's coming. And obviously, none of them are interested in her mm-hmm. being there except for Pele, yeah. because he knows what's going to happen. But they think it's this big guy's trip to Sweden, which I love. Ari Aster, he has this line at the beginning that um, what's his face? Shit, shit, Mark? The funny one. Yeah. It's Mark, right? Yeah. Um, he says when they're at the bar, he's looking at these girls and he's talking to Christian and he's like, points at one of them. He's like, you, you could be getting that girl pregnant right now. Yes. Which is so... I love that. But it's like, it's not how men talk to each other at first. Oh, I feel like getting pregnant is like the last thing but foreshadowing the foreshadowing Foreshadowing. exactly because it does stand out like in your mind you're like that was that was really weird (laughs) and Pele even says don't forget the Swedish girls you could impregnate this June exactly yeah exactly he's just it's it's good I really enjoy the way he throws things like that in there but yeah, they feel like, like they're out of place, but they work. So. The little things, like he's so smart with like the scene you were talking about where they're talking, where they're talking about going to Sweden. <laughs> they're not filmed as sitting next to each other. They're not filmed as looking at each other that you can see, but they're filmed with that mirror. So you see her talking to him. You see him looking yes. back at her through the mirror and there's already that disconnect. I yeah, really like that. She's not even part of that. Yeah. She's there's, already on the outside. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, I know. And then when they're driving to the uh, commune, there's that shot where the landscape flips, like their horizon mm-hmm. line flips. And I feel like little things like that just are so, well, in the music, the music's amazing. The scene with the mm-hmm. family being found with the lights and then the discordant music. Mm-hmm. It's just little touches are just amazing. It made me tingly. It's great. It really reminds me back to the first episode. There's a lot of the unsettling mm-hmm. isolation feelings that we were talking about in the witch come up in this one as well. Like I find the level of fear and the emotions that this, but this one's a lot more definitely as far as your emotions are concerned, but I feel like they're very similar, not similar movies by any means, but the the feeling that you get when you watch them, the way that they make you unsettled. I feel like they're very similar in those ways, (laughs) Um, which I, I, I think it's the same studio. I think that the studio that produced The Witch also produces Ari Aster's films. So A24. Yeah, makes sense. So. I think it is. Um, but yeah, something I saw that this time that I hadn't noticed before about possibly including the impregnating remark, I'm not sure, but about Danny. 
mm-hmm. was Mark makes that remark. Mark makes the remark about mm-hmm. her at the when they're eating. And he was like, you could find a girl that actually likes sex, which comes across as like an asshole remark, as in like, she doesn't like sex. Why are you with her? Mm-hmm. But if you'll notice, she takes Ativan, mm-hmm. which is likely for an anxiety related reason. And that's before even her parents and her sister mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. A side effect of Ativan is a decreased libido. So yes, it, it yeah. may not even be that she doesn't like sex or it's not her personality. It could just be a side effect of medication she's on. And so I, you know, obviously he's not meant to be a super great guy anyways, but I felt like that was unfair. Very much. Yeah, definitely. Which again, if you're just a more present supporting person to her, maybe that would turn around yeah. a little bit. People around you really make a difference when you're dealing mm-hmm. with anxiety issues. And, and he obviously adds anxiety. to it more yeah. than takes away from it. So mm-hmm. I have the, the director's cut. Now, once we get to Sweden, we have this relationship. So we begin the, the movie with watching, we're presented with all of the reasons why this relationship doesn't work. And we watch Danny turn a blind eye to all of it, which is very hard. But as soon as they get to Sweden, I feel like she really opens up to seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. It, her mindset flips, the movie flips, everything's very different as soon as they walk through those gates, which side note, the scene where they take mushrooms, mwah, one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. It's just so beautiful to watch and like so accurate. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but um, it has a bit of humor. Like it sets it up with this, like, like almost like a silly buddy movie type feeling. Like, we're <laughs> yeah. in Sweden, we're doing mushrooms. And then it, it doesn't, it's great because you kind of forget what movie you're watching and what could possibly happen with a mm-hmm. Ari Aster movie. He's takes you weird places, but um, as soon as they get to Sweden, everything kind of changes right from the very first day they're sitting on the lawn and the redheaded girl sees Christian and decides she likes him. She gives him that like kick yeah. and he gets up and joins the line. And Danny gives him this look like, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like she right. sees the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and starts to, everything kind of starts to unravel after that. Like I find every action that Christian makes is something that she's analyzing in a different way. So, yeah. And I think the attention from Pele plays into that because obviously his friends never made any move to be anything more than cordial to her, it seems mm-hmm. like. And she has, you know, at least one other friend that we hear on the telephone, but just, him noticing things about her or making a move to invite her when he didn't remembering her birthday when her own boyfriend hadn't Mm -hmm. things like that I kind of feel like she had to see someone acknowledge her to be to realize how much she wasn't being acknowledged (laughs) like she barely knows Pele and he can remember these things and Christian can't exactly yeah it's always it was always interesting being in that scenario too being in a relationship that's not working, but you kind of make excuses as to why it's not working. And then suddenly something so effortless makes you realize, oh, mm-hmm. wait, this should be more than what it is. Then it's, I, and I don't know if because I have been through that, that, that it makes it harder to watch or easier to relate to this. I don't know if someone who's just in a perfect little relationship doesn't have the same feelings that I have towards this movie, but it definitely has been, like you said, it's become kind of like a comfort film <laughs> like, my go-to watch, which 
I really don't think I want to analyze that too much, but anyway, you know, at the beginning, when she's saying that, like, what if I'm too much, what if it's too much to ask for, to, for him to be there for me to lean on? What if I'm bringing him too much baggage? I kind of feel like there's probably points where a lot of people have been on that side of the relationship where you're Mm -hmm. going through something and you're like, okay, what is it? At what point is it going to be too much to ask for them to still be here? And so you know, I don't think it's too far of a reach for it to be a comfort movie, but yeah, maybe rapturous enjoyment might be a little too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So once she's immersed in these traditions and uh, everything that's going on around her, she does start to see the things that her relationship is lacking. And like you said, Pele might uh, definitely not might that plays a part, plays into that um, a lot. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's in that director's cut is this really long scene. You can actually, I think you can watch it on YouTube. I'm not sure, but there's this very long scene after the day. So we didn't, oh, I keep getting ahead of myself. I'm, it's hard to explain this movie because I want to talk so much about what's happening to Danny that I'm kind of forgetting to talk about what's happening with the traditions. So let's get into that. We, they're there to observe this midsummer festival. Mm-hmm. which they think is just kind of flowery pagan traditions. Yeah. They describe it as a hippie festival or something. Exactly. And it very quickly turns into something a lot worse than that. Um, the very first day that they're having, not the very first day, but the second day they wake up and they're doing this thing. They have this really big meal and the entire community walks to these cliffs, which where are these things? That was the craziest set I've ever seen. <laughs> like these big white cliffs. Uh, and it's a, a volunteer sacrifice, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's the two eldest people from the community, a, a man and a woman who are sacrificing themselves because they've lived their lives and that's yeah, how they're choosing to, to end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ritual suicide, I guess, um, which is very shocking for everybody that's there to witness it except well I mean Mm -hmm. the foreign kids that are there to witness it not so much the people that live there um and that's our first indication that something is exceptionally wrong here Mm -hmm. or that it's not the hippie festival that they came to see which they handle it quite well considering I don't I mean, there's two two other kids that aren't part of our, our group of friends that are from mm-hmm. the UK. They don't handle it so well. They immediately want to leave, mm-hmm. which I think I would as well. Check, please. I am going. Um, but everyone else decides to stay. Danny and Mark and, well, Mark isn't there for that, right? Yeah. I feel like that is a necessary part of the plot I don't see how Mark's character the way that he's written could handle seeing any of that so Mark isn't there but the rest of them are and they do handle it quite well so the deleted scene that is uh, you can watch on YouTube is that evening and they go through another ritual sacrifice but this time with a child Mm. that they try and sacrifice they're going to throw him into a river with weights on his ankles and a stone around his waist and Danny stops it and the entire village decides that she's right, that the whole point of the whole thing was to get this kid to the precipice and then pull back so that he has to show his bravery that they weren't actually going to murder him. But afterwards, Danny really kind of steps back and sees what's happening and decides she wants to leave. And they ha- has an entire conversation between her and Christian 
off on the side, like away from everyone else, where she tells him that she wants to leave and he tells her that he's going to stay because he's decided to write his thesis on this entire village. But the mm-hmm. entire conversation is basically Danny trying to step back from this relationship and say like, hey, we've been drifting apart for a really long time. So maybe we should just end this, which you think is what Christian wants from this entire thing. He wants out of this relationship. But as soon as it's Danny's idea and not his, and again, fucking classic, anyone who's been through this just watches this. It's like, it's so triggering. But as soon as it's her idea to leave and not his, he has this pushback and he gets so angry with her. And suddenly it's like, you're always doing this. And how am I supposed to compete when you give me these gifts? It's so insane to watch, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. So fucking mad. I can watch. feel it. <laughs> it's his out, but he still wants to make her feel like shit. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. fucking hard. I'm so upset that they cut it out. Even there's so many other scenes that they cut out that they, it makes the movie, but this one in particular, as far as watching her go through this breakup, I'm so angry that they cut this out because it mm-hmm. just solidifies Christian as a complete and total cock like there's no way you even have any sympathy for him after this conversation happens which you're not really supposed to because you don't feel bad at the end yeah I mean he's not just that way with her necessarily either I mean he steps on Josh's toes by deciding to do the thesis on the Harga when it was already Josh's idea Mm -hmm. and so he just kind of he's very opportunistic fuck pretty much in exactly. general exactly you know it's just what he wants he doesn't really care necessarily about the other the others he wants to do things that are easy rather than doing anything that might be hard and I think we're supposed to see him in that light because as this society that's around Danny kind of builds her up and welcomes her and gives her what she needs to heal it at the same time it tears Christian down like it does some really <laughs> fucked up things to him. And by the time, yeah. like the end of Christian, he's, when we see Christian, like sitting at the, the Maypole dance, he's like really on edge. Everything is just wrong. You can tell his entire body, which is like, he's very different from the person that we meet at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they literally just kind of like use him up. They like, they use everything they want from him and they get rid of him. <laughs> Whereas they kind of give her everything she needs to thrive so it's interesting but um I feel like I'm missing something in the middle here before we talk about the end I don't know do you have anything to add that's part of Um, well the village slowly kills all of them basically (laughs) I mean I don't feel like you're listening to this unless you watched this film but um I mean they all kind of I feel like their roles are very well set from the first time that we see them because Mm -hmm. in the first conversation in the pizza place you see christian talking about his relationship and it kind of feels like his friends are more involved than they should have been even by that point Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you see that mark's big concern is sleeping with swedish girls and impregnating swedish girls so he's very he's already gotten that kind of kind of jackass corny frat guy kind of thing going on and then josh is like in the middle of this whole conversation about um danny and christian's relationship he's like what about your thesis and so we've already set up that he is very about his 
about his thesis about what he's writing and that's kind of leads to his downfall because he tries to cross the boundaries to get something he wasn't supposed to have access to in the name of his thesis and you know it's interesting because be real actually approached ariaster and asked him to make a slasher film set in sweden Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how this all started was like, that was the, the thing that got the, the cogs turning. And now you've just said that. And we talked about last week about slasher film stereotypes mm-hmm. and uh, don't all three of those fit the stereotypes with yeah. like Christians, like kind of like, yeah, like the, the horror character, the jester character, like the fool or whatever. And then the scholar are all very like slasher film archetypes. That's really interesting. But just in that group of friends, Danny yeah. doesn't play into that. I guess she would be the virtuous one, but and survives the whole thing. So I guess she's mm-hmm. our our final girl as far as slasher films are concerned. But yeah, I didn't actually ever put this movie into that context before, but it does fit quite nicely into it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, Mark pisses off everyone by literally. I keep saying words that like repeat. He pisses off everyone by pissing on the tree is what I was about to say. So he just like, he um, does something sacrilegious and very Jack Ashes, Jack ass-ish. There we go. And then gets lured away by a girl because horny Because that's Mark. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I think I really like how that was, when you look back at it, that's set up from the very first scene that we see them. And that's kind of, you see I the progression really like of it. Yeah. And they all, they all play perfectly into there. Mm-hmm. They're very one dimensional in that way, except for, except for Danny, I guess, who we mm-hmm. actually see evolve and grow and thrive in an almost mm-hmm. confusing way. <laughs> like I, I love her journey, uh, but it's very unique to Danny. It's not, you can't really, it's just, it's her story. It's not, it's, there's no, nothing typical about her story at all. So do you um, know much about like the, the Norse and pagan traditions that are in this? I do not. And I'm so fascinated by them though, because I, around the same time, at, I think hmm, maybe they're just together in my head, but I think you've talked about the movie, The Ritual. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? That. In this movie, like, I think I read the book, The Ritual, around the same time that this movie came out. And I was like, I want to know so much more. I need to know everything about this. It is really neat. And it definitely, there's things that are very similar between a lot of different Germanic kind of cultures and things that are Mm -hmm. very different. Uh, Ari Aster definitely takes a lot of, he, yeah, he, yeah, he takes, he takes things that are accurate and then kind of twists them a little bit so like for mm-hmm. instance at the very beginning we see like the girls the, the picking the flowers and everything mm-hmm. a- and we have the the love potion we'll oh, yes. that the girl makes those are those are kind of linked together so there is a uh, Norse tradition for young girls if you pick seven different types of flowers and put them under your pillow then you'll dream about the man that you'll marry so there's things like that that are really he obviously, he always does his research and same with hereditary. Hereditary is very well researched as far as that's concerned. I, he doesn't do anything half-assed, but, but there are a lot of liberties in this, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with the evil stuff. I think that there's a lot of Norse people that are like, but no, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so, but uh, 
yeah, there's there's some there's some good references in this mm-hmm. movie. One of my favorites, and we will talk about this. So Christian's purpose in this entire thing, he keeps coming in contact with this girl who obviously has chosen him right from the the very first time we meet the villagers and she does everything that she can to get Christian. So there's a tapestry, which oh, the tapestries, I love them. The very first one that pretty much tells the whole story. I really mm-hmm. want to buy a print of it. And then there's another, the other tapestry that shows the, the love potion, so to speak, or the love spell uh, yeah. that she uses um, mm-hmm. by putting her pubic hair in his food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a horrible, horrible scene to watch. And um, and then what is it? Her menstrual blood in his drink. Yeah. The other one. So Christian gets to experience all of that, which he's an asshole, so fuck him. But <laughs> and then his whole purpose, you think that it's a love thing. It almost seems romantic in a way until we are introduced to the fact that it's a fertility ritual. Mm-hmm. is what he has been chosen for to impregnate this young woman. So Mark's comment was very on the nose that he will be yeah. impregnating Swedish women. And the fertility ritual at the very beginning, Christian's in that robe, right? He enters the in that room and that man mm-hmm. with the creepy mask, he's wearing a robe and breathes that powder into Christian's mm-hmm. face. So he he has a rune a runic symbol on his robe which is the symbol for tear which is the like male he's like the male god he is like the the god of masculine power like if there's like a man <laughs> it's tear mm-hmm. who is also where we get the name tuesday from so it's just kind of interesting because that's like it's giving him that masculine energy it's just this like i saw it and i was like that's really smart like of all the things to put on there it's really the perfect thing because you want Mm. him to be in that like that mindset at that moment where it's like this is your manly duty (laughs) like go and pregnant that girl virility (laughs) exactly exactly so uh I really like a lot of those things but the other things that are in there are very subtle there he he picked and chosen a lot of and shoes. Oh my God. <laughs> I've had a day. Uh, <laughs> he picked what he wanted and used it how he wanted. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily, don't look at everything that's in here and think it's 100% accurate. So, but it's fun to watch. And I really like the house that they're saying mm-hmm. with all the paintings. That's very traditional Swedish. That's really neat. I don't like the dorm room though. I would kill myself if I have to sleep like that with like that baby screaming oh, Hard yeah. pass. anyway so the violence in this film pretty violent yeah I, I think one of the shots that the first time I saw it and I was just like whoa was the shot of Josh's foot just sticking out of the ground and I was like oh that, that's a foot yep <laughs> um I mean it's kind of like what we said um with the witch where everything's kind of slow to start until I mean obviously the the uh I don't want to say it wrong that Adestupa yes, that yeah. part is kind of like whoa and then just the part with like Josh the part with Mark's face on that person I know that's really creepy. oh my gosh uh, yeah it's indeed unsettling mm-hmm. in the worst way it gives me like chills I don't like it <laughs> 
all. But it is um, contained, the violence. You don't see, you have that that initial shock with the, the people jumping off the cliff, which is one of the most graphically violent scenes I've seen in a long time. And mm-hmm. then there's not a lot, even though we're seeing people die and seeing people disappear, there's not a lot after that, Yeah, really. You just kind of see hints and everything. And then again, we revisit it. And it's almost, again, he makes you forget what you're watching. <laughs> yeah. There is an, a, a, a feeling of like, you know, it's not right, but you're also not scared. And then even in the ending, you're not really scared because we've watched, we're, we're, we're rooting for Danny so much mm-hmm. that what's happening is so tied to her empowerment that she makes the right choice so (laughs) danny becomes the may queen Mm -hmm. while christian goes off and impregnates that woman uh girl and we again we see those two things that are so juxtaposed it's it's danny becoming so strong and then christian falling so far he immediately Mm -hmm. is terrified i don't know how he has sex with her with all of those women standing around chanting i men can i hear from you was that like <laughs> yay <laughs> or is that horribly intimidating because i think it's horribly intimidating but yeah i don't know i don't have a dick <laughs> maybe it's not but i just think it's horrible and obviously he finishes finishes and realizes how horrible it is so while he's doing this like rock bottom, we see Danny at the top of her high. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she has to have this moment. So she comes back from her May Queen duties where we see her just all rosy and pink and loving life and wondering where Christian is because she yeah. can't seem to shake that. Oh, you just want her to be free of him. So yeah. she ends up seeing Christian in the middle of this fertility festival and that is her breaking point so that's where Mm -hmm. Danny kind of becomes our survivor if you will that's the worst thing that she could imagine and she's probably imagined it plenty of times of him doing something not like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know points for creativity Christian but um, I'm sure she's worried about that constantly with the state of how their relationship is and how distant he is that's just how you work so seeing it must have been absolutely terrible and we see the the girls from the village take her pain I guess yeah it's so interesting in this movie how much the like at every moment how much they share because we see them all will along with the two elders when they fall from the cliff when they start screaming they all start screaming um obviously during the fertility scene Maya is you know, making noises. Mm-hmm. And so the women start echoing her until they're mm-hmm. all like moaning along with her. Yeah. And everything then- is a shared emotion. And that's what Pele yeah. says when he's mm-hmm. talking about his parents dying. Mm-hmm. Um, he says like, I have the village. They share, we yeah. share everything. He says, they- do you feel held? Like mm-hmm. not just, do you feel loved, but do you feel like kind of surrounded, mm-hmm. you know, and folded kind of thing, and, which she doesn't, obviously she's just kind oh. of by herself. Oh. And so that, so that feeling and seeing yeah. her be held, mm-hmm. 
It's so comforting. <laughs> and it's one of those things I've seen people discuss this movie and say that it's like obviously about a cult and how she's kind of brought in. And I've seen people say that she's love bombed and all these things, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with because they everything unfolds but it's not like she's necessarily like they don't say oh hey you're the may queen there's a competition Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily lead her right to christian and say look what he's doing they're like that's not for you yeah and they like at least make some attempt to dissuade her from looking she chooses to look and then they they bring her away and surround her and yell with her and go through all the emotions she's feeling with her which when you watch it, you just get the feeling that this is what she's needed all along was to yes. just feel like someone is there with her, that she's not doing too much because I get the feeling she always feels like she's doing too much, no matter what it is. Well, and, and so the, the, yeah. the conversation in that deleted scene is exactly that because she picks mm-hmm. flowers for him and gives them to him that first day. And he says like, why the fuck did you do that? The day after I forgot to give you something for your birthday, you just (laughs) constantly make me feel like I need to do more, that I'm never good enough. And that's exactly what he puts on her. Like you always do too much. And Mm -hmm. that must be how she constantly feels. And also the juxtaposition again of the way Christian holds her when she's going through that at the beginning versus all of these people surrounding her and experiencing this with her. Yeah. And even looking at her, they're all like looking straight at her face, holding eye contact with her while she's going through this. And I feel like that's like, you watch it and you're like, this is, this movie's crazy. Look at all this, but you're also like, look how powerful this is for her to be so surrounded finally. And feel like people are going through something with her instead of just standing by while she goes through it. Exactly. Oh, he's (laughs) so good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's stupid his next movie is going to be insane i think it's like three hours long and you should look at the cast list it's just i haven't even looked i have to go look now yeah um maya though i was thinking about her when you were talking about the ritual and how it almost at first seems like a love ritual her i really like the kind of path that her character is on because the way they describe her is she has been given permission to have sex basically mm-hmm. she's been she's been given permission to have a child and once she picks christian they talk about like their signs and whether or not they're um compatible. they're compatible yeah. yeah and um you know obviously she is doing things you see her looking in the mirror before she presumably thinks she's going to see him and little things like that and i do think she cared for him um, I don't know if you've seen the part. I'm sure you've seen it, but the part where, okay, I might be skipping ahead a little bit, but after he's picked by uh, Danny to be put into the bear, when he is in there being sewed into it, you can see her being comforted outside that little house because she's oh. super upset. Um, she's like super off to the side. You kind of have to look, but she's like upset that, you know, this person that she had picked and that she had had sex with at this point is being sacrificed um yeah so that's an interesting point yeah yeah you'll have to look and then at the end the very last scene I like that she's wearing the red lipstick and the red outfit Mm -hmm. that I don't know why it's 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 like a mark little things yeah Yeah. like she can wear a red lipstick now I don't know if it's necessarily (laughs) that but it's interesting that that denotes her change in status to me 
for sure. It definitely does. Yeah. Those things are very meaningful. So mm-hmm. for sure. I never noticed that before. That's that definitely changes things a little bit because she does pursue him in that way. Mm-hmm. If it, if it wasn't, if it was all just an arranged thing then she wouldn't need to put in that effort. Yeah. And she definitely interests him. You can see him looking at her in that mm-hmm. way. So very interesting. So Christian goes into a bear and everyone gets <laughs> set on fire, which is a crazy scene to watch. I, and again, we, we share pain, right? So mm-hmm. everyone in the village is sharing the pain of the people inside the building in what to me feels like a community theater project watching them go through that. I don't know if you did much acting, but I did. And that definitely felt like an acting exercise that I've been told to do that I had mm-hmm. to do, not do. So that was fun to watch, but they do a good job of it. It's an interesting way of concluding everything. And I like Pele with his big fern crown. I think mm-hmm. that he definitely picked Danny to come along for, I mean, he, he invited her. I think they have that entire conversation at the beginning about how they avoid incest in the village. And he says, like, sometimes we bring in outsiders, and we mm-hmm. send our kids away. And I think Pele had chosen Danny for exactly that. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think there was... There's an odd remark, or not odd remark, but there's a remark made about Pele where they say that he is being recognized for his unclouded vision, mm-hmm. which is something that they say about the prophets that mm-hmm. make their books. They say mm-hmm. that they have unclouded vision. So I think up until that point, I had just assumed that, you know, Pele, oh, well, he's another one of the, you know, just the village members, but it does seem like he is something higher than that. Yeah, he does. is a prophet of some sort, and you always see him with the drawings. And if you look in the tapestry at the very beginning, you see who I presume is him at the top, and he's drawing pictures like the prophets do. And you see all the mm. all the different characters at the bottom going, you know, all of their different roles they play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of it makes me think that he has foretold it, and that you know he is a prophet for the Harga. And maybe, I don't know, um, I don't remember what specifically made me think this. I'll have to watch again. But like, I was like, okay, so he has some position of like respectability, obviously. And mm-hmm. he brought the new May Queen in and he brought, you know, some of the sacrifices in. And now Danny is the May Queen. And so it feels like they're, they have uh, positions now and possibly some kind of uh, I don't elder know. status type. Yeah. Yeah interesting god i'm gonna have to watch this again <laughs> that's <laughs> I it I, I love like when i love a movie i will pick it to death okay yeah. like, um there's just so much there's so much here i love it so much there is so much you, you could mm-hmm. watch it a hundred times and not see any everything there's a lot going on so should we ask our questions really quick i don't know that they necessarily uh, adhere apply to this movie yeah. It's definitely one of the more out of the box ones that we chose, but we just wanted to talk about it because we love <laughs> it so much. Uh, is the sex essential to the plot? So let's, let's, we are talking more about a relationship as well. So let's include that in it. I mean, the sex is mm-hmm. essential to the plot. We need to have 
have Christian go through that fertility ritual. 100%. There's no way around that as far as our plot is concerned. And obviously the lack of sex in their relationship has resulted in, I don't want to blame it on that. That's Christian making excuses. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's a shit excuse for you being a shit boyfriend. That's what that is. So I have a question. Do you think that if Christian had just died, that Danny would have been more like distraught over his death? Or do you think that she, having seen him with someone else, which like you said, was probably always her worst fear. Like he was what she had left. And it wasn't just that she lost him. She loses him to someone else. So I think, I think Danny is upset. I think there is a moment where she does have a, a, not, I'm not going to use the word regret. I think she just has a a feeling an emotion towards it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think the purpose of her picking Christian and him dying in that moment is that this, again, she's now been immersed and held by this group of people. So her choice that she's given is to pick one of them or pick him. And in that moment, are you going to pick the person that's repeatedly hurt you? Or are you going to pick, they've, they've taken her in, right? She's Mm -hmm. at this moment accepted herself as part of this society. So picking Christian has to be the way because that's her old life. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what she's trying to get rid of. She doesn't want to harm this new thing that's taking care of her. So I don't think that he, I don't know that there's necessarily like a lot of remorse there. I think she's pretty much done with him, but yeah, I don't do think, you think that kind of helped sever that finally, maybe for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's her, that's her taking that. I mean, she tries so much, she tries to break up with him and he won't, mm-hmm. he won't accept it. And he makes it this big problem. So I think that's her making this like finality to it where she's just like there's no going back after that Mm -hmm. right that's that's a decision of all decisions so but I do think it's more that she can't harm these people she's not going to pick one of them when he's done so much to wrong her obviously Mm -hmm. she's going to pick him so um but yeah I he has to he has to go like that it has to be her choice if they made that choice then she would rebel against them yeah that's kind of what I was thinking yeah, for sure. Because it has to be her choice. Mm-hmm. So, and that's all, all, all part of her being empowered, right? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> so much. There's so much in this fucking movie. So is it essential to a character in their development? Yes. It's 100% essential to Danny's development. Mm-hmm. And Christian's. Yeah. I think that's for all of his wanting that to happen once it happens it's kind of like oh fuck anyone that's cheated on anyone kind of knows that too there's this build-up and it's this big 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 build-up and then you go through with it and it's never it's not the thing that you built it up to be because and by slasher rules he had sex now he has to die yes you must (laughs) die is it portrayed as a positive or a negative that's hard i think it's I think it's very positive. I, I, if we're just talking about the ritual, mm-hmm. his death like definitely is not... for Maya, like we said, it, it denotes like 
um a change in status for her she's been given permission mm-hmm. she's allowed to and like we said with it, it appeared that she was allowed to wear different clothes and wear makeup and things because she had gotten to that point so for her you know i'm sure it's a momentous thing and like like they talk about their different um stages of life i think it plays into her life mm-hmm. stages for in sure a very positive way um and with, for the like society said, too yeah yeah because mm-hmm. it's they talk about how with losing the two elders that there's going to be babies given their names to keep that cycle going and yes. so it is new life into their their little community exactly. so positive there with christian like you said it kind of it was part of his downfall and like him steadily losing more and more and more and so i would say negative for him yeah and negative for danny mm-hmm. as far as yeah what it means for her relationship exactly yeah Hmm. it's hard because you just feel like within the confines of that society it's not we kind of had that conversation with the puritans as well and their views on on sex this has that same kind of feeling as far as like this is for procreation we don't really get into the movie doesn't have a, a part or a place within one of the like the couples of the community we don't see into their bedroom we don't know what mm-hmm. long-term consensual sex is in this society but I assume that it's a good thing though I also assume that it's very much like a procreation mm-hmm. <laughs> type thing so but we only see it in the instance of the ritual and it seems like it's pretty positive everyone's really enthusiastic <laughs> so yeah I wonder what will happen with Danny in regards to sexuality after this because I feel like coming from where she has where she has different societal expectations because obviously here it would be different than with the Harga mm-hmm. um and being in a relationship where I'm sure she had to have picked up that she was expected to be more sexual and she wasn't or that she was failing at that in some way because I mean well, yeah, we she's already definitely heard not it mentioned need, you know what I mean yeah we're definitely and not so, going to need her pills where she is either right like, yeah it's a very like and especially I kind of feel like it's one of those things where if she's given the reason well oh it's for procreation I feel like it would make it easier for her to kind of let go of maybe some stigmas they may have had for her mm-hmm. just based on being in a bad relationship because I mean being in a bad relationship can make you know sex can definitely affect how you view it or how you feel about it whether it's expected or if you're not good enough at this or not sexual enough or too sexual different things like that so given I, the reason appropriation may change it I think and maybe make it freer trying I to think imagine. also of the layout of this village and is everybody sleeping in that like dorm area or do would couples have their own space I I just wonder like we kind of talked about again with the uh the witch with everything happening within the same house you gotta Mm -hmm. wonder how close everything is yeah I'm not sure because the baby that's there they talk about how it how the baby's parents are off on like pilgrimages Mm -hmm. and so I'm I I wonder how that works questions we will never have answers to is it tied to the violence well I guess in Christian's case yeah (laughs) um I mean not super directly 
no definitely not directly <laughs> no one is like punished no i mean no i think actually punished yeah. like <laughs> you had sex now we're now you die necessarily yeah, yeah. Um, christian's punishment comes for many reasons not yeah. necessarily just that so and uh, number five is it sexy again <laughs> i'd like to hear from <laughs> some of the men in the audience <laughs> it's beautiful first of all that scene is gorgeous with the flowers oh, the singing, and the, the lady singing and the yes oh it's gorgeous voice. <laughs> wonderful from a female point of view, I think, not to like gender specify everything that's in this, but from, from the point of view of just lying on that moss and like, it's very romantic, it's very soft, everything is very sensual and I like it. And and those women are obviously very supportive at a time when it's not, yeah, it's it's not like they thinking. have exposure to sex like North American kids would, like she's in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. So she's scared and everything. So having that personal blanket with her, that like comfort of those women is very, it's very relatable in that way. And I mean, yeah, she reaches out for one of them. I don't know what the lady's relationship was to her, but she reaches out for her and mm-hmm. she comes and puts her hand on her face. So it is very comforting. I, not to be... I don't know, not to speak out of turn or anything, but I kind of feel like, you know, the women that are there, they look like they're women of some esteem, maybe women who hold some kind of like doula, Mm -hmm. midwife, kind of, you know, something along the lines of like childbirth or pregnancy, because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not all young, Mm -mm. meaning to be sexy, you know what I mean? Men yeah, it's that's not what I mean. That's what I mean scene. about exactly. <laughs> and that's what I mean about it being in a way that's not sexy to to yeah. someone like Christian in that moment mm-hmm. who would very much objectify women and would look at those women and he, he does look at them. Like you can see the look yeah. in his face where he's like, the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's why I would very much like to hear from yeah. a man who could put themselves in that moment and be like yes or no i, I turn around ask and a few i'm gonna ask people yeah <laughs> Let me get some personal opinions really what's quick. going on in your head put yourself in the scene i want to know because <laughs> i guess they also give him drugs and he's already had yeah. drugs so your abilities to make decisions are very limited in those moments but nonetheless mm-hmm. there has to be a moment where you're like i and i mean he had a lead up this. to it like he was told, you know, he was told, oh, you know, Maya's, Maya's picked you out. And we've talked about you. They talk to him about his compatibility with Maya mm-hmm. and there's like a lead up to this. It wasn't just sprung on him. Mm-mm. So, you know, yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, Christian. Not See sorry. ya. Not sorry <laughs> at all. Fuck Christian. God, that guy makes me angry. Not the actor. If I watch that scene show. that you talked about, I'm just going to be so pissed off. <laughs> you have to watch it like right after this. Uh, I don't, I'm going to be so oh, bad. <laughs> so bad. I, oh, there's so many parts watching conversations between them. Again, at the very beginning where that conversation, he has done something wrong. He has not told her that he's doing something so big is going to sweep. Mm-hmm. And within like not less than three minutes, she's apologizing to him. And oh, my little heart <laughs> it makes everything hurt i hate watching that i just hate it anyway right so 
that was really long, but thanks for sticking with us guys. Um, hopefully everything made sense and we weren't just <laughs> praising Ari Aster for an hour. <laughs> I mean, I think it I made more sense on. than the Freddy episode because <laughs> what was we wrong were with especially us? like just all over the place with that one. I mean, we're cute. We're cute as hell, but, mm, but, yeah. <laughs> but definitely scattered. Sure. Indeed, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, Freddie, it makes less sense than this. This is a cinematic masterpiece, this yes. fucking movie. And the fact that it's light out the entire time. Oh, that's another thing about that scene. And probably why it was ended up, ended up being cut is because it is dark. It's mm-hmm. like the entire scene is at night, which is jarring for this film. Mm-hmm. When things happen at night, it's not good, which that's not good either. But like with the kid in the river and everything but as far as like the scene just between Danny and Christian it feels out of place like it, it should happen in the daytime everything in this movie happens in the daytime and that's what makes it so genius because it's so horrible <laughs> but, it's, it's so bright and shiny and pretty outside oh, I know and again the house with the paintings and the clothes the white dresses and mm-hmm. everything's so beautiful and those white cliffs that's what like that whole scene is just this gorgeous I can't, yeah, I, I'm just going to go on. <laughs> I can't do it. So. We'll just get right back into it. If we yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at sexy violence pod and come say hello and let us know how much you love this movie. And if, if you that hate, part was sexy, was I'm that part wondering. sexy? Yeah. I'm going to put a poll up right now. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Bye guys.